Welcome to the Book of Caleb, a space where you can say what you're really thinking. I'm your host, Lauren Caleb. Join me as I discuss how to manage and rationalize all of the things in a distracting world. From current happenings to wellness, beauty, diet, family, home, and more, laugh and learn something too. This is the Book of Caleb. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of the Book of Caleb titled, My Annoying Wife. Now, I don't know what this episode could possibly be about, but I decided to go for it and talk about with Michael relationships, okay? Not that that we're relationship experts by any means, but we have been together a while And I wanted to kind of dive deeper into what all that means. What's a successful relationship, unsuccessful relationship? Is that even something that you can really define? We had fun with this. um, So enjoy. I always felt that topics for these podcasts, the Book of Caleb podcast, should be um, very clickbaity, helpful, And, uh, you know, want the user to kind of seek more info like, oh, that sounds interesting. I think I'll push play and give it a go. Uh, Episode 22, My Annoying Wife. Now, I have no idea what this could be about because I don't find it to be relatable at all. I don't have an annoying wife. um, And I certainly don't think that I would be considered one. However... I did want to bring on someone who on the, to the show that may have some more insight into this. Maybe they have an annoying wife or feel that their wife has been annoying in the past at some point in their lives. So I decided to bring on Michael Caleb. Michael, welcome to the Book of Caleb, episode 22. Thank you for having me back. Here's the deal when it comes to someone being an annoying wife, or if you have an annoying wife, here's the deal. If you have a wife, then you have an annoying wife. (laughs) Every wife is annoying to their husband in some way, shape, or fashion. Not every husband is willing to admit that. But the truth be known, every wife is annoying to the husband in some way, and probably almost daily at some point of the day, the husband is indeed annoyed by the wife that's just facts all right so what you're claiming is that you have an annoying wife okay again i'm not claiming that the facts i'm presenting is that i have a wife therefore at times i must have an annoying wife i do as we all do every husband out there would you say that your wife knows this i um i yeah she does know this absolutely you've told her I, I don't know that I've told her um, to her face, um, but I think she can have has the wherewithal or the self um, awareness, I guess, of when she knows. Okay, maybe maybe I'm annoying to my husband right now, or you can tell by the tone of the husband's voice, or just the husband kind of sh- you know shutting her out or something. You you can kind of gauge when the husband, which is me, is being annoyed by the wife, which is you. Are you, do you ever you know sense that, that you're annoying me at some points? No. You've never sensed that. <laughs> Interesting. I wouldn't say never, but um, I don't know. I'm, I find you annoying right now. Well, here's the thing. Marriage. The overall idea of marriage. Um, it takes two coming to the table every day with effort. Effort from the husband effort from the wife the funny that's funny you bring this up michael because the purpose of this episode would be to talk relationships i don't know if you picked up on that but the topic is my annoying wife well but it's really just more let's talk relationships let's do this well yeah relationship and it doesn't have to necessarily be obviously husband and wife could be husband husband could be wife wife your partner being annoying if you have a partner there odds are 99% chance that your partner annoys you at some point of that relationship. Yes, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Do your friends annoy you sometimes too? Yes, but um not not as not as much as my wife. Why is that? I see you every day. Right. All the time. 
So your wife's going to annoy you the most or the person that mm-hmm. you see the most. You, know, you, you go to bed with them, you wake up with them, you're with them most, you know, different times throughout the day. Yes. Well, before we get deep into this, Michael, I feel like there's a trend we're setting mm-hmm. with these episode numbers. Well, we just started it last episode. We just started it. So I guess it's now, is it a streak or is it just like no. a happenstance? One, two. So episode 22. This is a coincidence. Two in a row is a coincidence. Three will be a streak. Okay. Which... We all know where number 23 is going, which I may not even do the obvious number 23 because it's so obvious. I need to find who's the second most famous 23. That's what I'll do next week. But we're on 22. But we're on 22. So. I wouldn't be able to name a double deuce. Well, we kind of touched on it and I kind of looked around because, yep, number 22, that is Emmett Smith. That's the first thing that pops in my head. He is an all-time leading rusher. And where? Dallas Cowboys. What do you mean where? I know, but not everyone knows that. Not Okay. Well, if you know who Emmett Smith is, and if you know he's a running back, if you know those two facts, if I ask you, what NFL team did he play for for the majority of his career? I'll ask you this. There was another team Emmett Smith played for at the end of his career. What team was that? The formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Okay, it's the Washington team. Which I think they're going to be the Washington Warriors. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know yet. Okay. No, it was the uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> oh. He went to retire in Arizona. Anyway, so number 22 is going to be Emmett Smith. The runner-up behind that was actually a Minnesota Viking Hall of Famer, Paul Krause. He was a safety on the Super Bowl teams of the 70s, and he went to the University of Iowa. So he was a Hawkeye and a Viking and Michael, a Hall of Famer. There were no... Do you say the runner-up is Paul Krause? Yes, number 22. How many people are going to say runner-up, number 22, Paul Krause? Uh, they would have to probably be non- f- 55 but, years or older, probably, an NFL fan. Non-Vikings fans, right? So there's their number 22 in the NBA or anything? Of, like, an all-timer? Not, not really. Not that I know of, no. And it, then there's no golfers that are number 22. Um... Phil Mickelson? <laughs> no, he was 69. I don't know, Phil. He's... And the golfers don't have any numbers. They don't have any numbers. Oh, man. So they're never going to be like one of the featured players on our episode number. Tiger Woods has slept with a certain amount of women. If I could figure that out, that could be. An episode tie-in number. Mm-hmm, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Well, you'll have to figure that out. Okay. So the episode right. 22, Emmett Smith. All right, moving on. Thank you. Relationship mm-hmm. advice. Mike, let's get into it. Should you ever offer it? I mean, we could. We have to shut this podcast down now if you say no. Well, some people shouldn't offer it, but I feel like I should. I feel like <laughs> I'm a strong relationship husband, guy, however you want to put it. I value a healthy, solid relationship with my partner. Here's the thing, right? Like, I feel like I listen to a lot of people with their relationship things i wouldn't even call them problems because like that's not fair i don't want it to be perceived as like this oh it's a problem it's negative like you just have relationship things that you're like dealing with and you learn to either like compromise and find a solution to or you don't it's not necessarily like problems but i feel like i listen or hear people talk about these things and their relationships and i'm like hmm but i don't offer advice on that necessarily i i feel like i do hold back on like my thoughts you're definitely one to hold back um i feel like some other friends you have are maybe more openly opinionated and will give their two cents if you will um when it comes to guys especially my group of friends we don't we don't do relationship advice that's not a thing we do yeah and, you know, so your friends aren't going to, like, be asking for, like, what do you guys think I should do? But yeah. maybe they, like, say something that they're talking about their relationship, their significant other, and it sounds like a quote-unquote problem. But it's not necessarily a problem. It's just, like, maybe they're complaining or they're finding it annoying. Annoying, yeah. My wife wants me to do this. I got to do this. Yeah. Let's just go golfing. I can avoid her all all Saturday if I just get say I got to go golfing with the boys. That's what a lot of my guy friends do. Okay. And but you don't like offer or elicit like have you thought about this like that sort of advice right like I no, don't no no I but I am like thinking in my head sometimes when I hear people talk about like going on dates or just whatever scenario they're in and I'm like hmm it sounds like 
you actually have a good thing going, but you're not recognizing it. Like, I've heard friends say who are, like, going on dates, like, yeah, he'd be, like, he's really good to me. It's just I'm not. See, that's the thing. And that thing that they're searching for, it's called chemistry. Okay. Needs yes. to be there naturally. Yes. Yes. I actually have that down Whoa. as a point. But when you're starting out. Let's say like your you know first dates that kind of like initially meeting someone. I wanted to know: Are they wearing a mask or not? Because isn't that tough in nowadays? In 2020, That'd be tough. yeah, they probably are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, that's an interesting point uh-huh. because physical attraction doesn't need doesn't matter when you're first starting out with someone. Do you have to be physically attracted to them in order to move forward to like that second or third date? That's a tough one. No, it's, that's not a tough one. 100% yes. And that's just the truth of it. So sorry if that offends someone. I don't know if it would, but... Um, and they, especially for at least men, my friends, I don't know, that I have, and the younger we are, which a lot of my friends are married now, but we've met our wives either in our 20s, which looks and attraction is very important to someone in their 20s and or in their 30s. I think as we age... And get older um, becomes less and less important. It's more how you mentally are. Uh, is that what personality-wise mesh? You know. Yeah, your yes, your chemistry. Chemistry, yes, for sure. Um, so yeah, no, it starts with attraction, followed by that chemistry if it's going to last. Right. So initially, you claim and still claim that physical attraction initially is important. It needs to be there. Yes. As you're discovering whether you even have chemistry whatsoever. It, it does, certainly from the men's perspective. I'm giving you the men's perspective of things. <laughs> Mike's perspective. Oh, that sounds ter- terrible. Um, Long term, does physical attraction matter, Michael? Well, I think it, it wanes. So then if it's like a graph, you know, the physical attractive matterness is going down while the, you know, chemistry personality-wise, um, all those intangible parts of someone's personality becoming more and more important okay and they may cross at some point to form an x x marks the spot that's where you (laughs) want to be right where that crosses (laughs) the x marks the spot so you could graph this i Uh, love it michael now see i would say like when i met you i did not necessarily find you physically attractive lie (laughs) lie number one i'm sorry is this a polygraph test because it's beeping and it's getting very squiggly all over the place (laughs) um you know, you had eyebrows like Bert from Sesame Street. Always had thick eyebrows. I'm half Pakistani. That's a feature of ours. And that uh, scared me because you looked <laughs> to be some sort of puppet character. And mm. I was just unsure. I would say at this stage in the game, for sure, I am only <laughs> physically attracted to you because um, of your personality. Second lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That is a lie. But, like, I, I, though still, like, I'm attracted to you because I like your personality. Sure. Okay. And so, like, how that happened, though, is because, yeah, if you, if I found you attractive initially, which I swear I didn't. Third, I, third lie? Okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, very quickly, within two weeks or something, if your personality sucked, I'd be sure. like, oh, like, gross. No, he's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know? And so, like, I feel like I am attracted to you because of your personality. No, that's fair. Um, and I know you think that you're attractive, which is nice. That's good. Well, yeah, no, it's just having self-confidence and yes, good self-esteem. a positive self-image. Um, that's all that is. That was last um, episode. That was last episode. Yeah, I was I was there for that one. Um, so, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Uh, yeah, but it starts with that initial. But if, yeah, the personality, the chemistry isn't there, that attractiveness, qualities, features quickly goes away wanes, yes. wanes um and the relationship will not continue in an upward trend so how much value would you place on physical attraction in having a relationship with someone well you so we're talking see yeah, yeah it just mm, i it, it can I told vary you we'd go deep mike it's deep, it varies um i still i still think it's important to a degree for sure i just don't know but, like, I wonder if you are even physically attracted to me. Like, just physically. Because it's like, you love me. 
Yeah, because it turns into love. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. the, this. So you see mm. me in my dog days, okay? Sure. Yeah. I yeah, it turns into love, and it comes into much. It grows much more than just a physical attraction, attractiveness. <laughs> so, um, but that doesn't also, go. That doesn't go completely away, though. Isn't that crazy though yeah. to think about? Though it's like if you honestly like Michael, if you and I don't want this to happen, but if like you lost. You my know, eyebrows, my eyebrows, eyebrows fell off. Right, yeah. your eyebrows fell off, and you know, you all of a sudden had a big orange nose or something, right? Like, sure. And you looked like Bert. You looked exactly like, like Bert. Bert the okay. puppet. I would still love you and be attracted to you because I love you. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, okay, that is crazy. Yeah, it is because nuts. when I started out, I'm like, yeah. Initially, you're like, yeah. Actually, no. I need to be attracted to someone. I can't like go to dinner on a blind date with like Jabba the Hutt or something like this like monster because it would just be too distracting to get to know them or something is Mm -hmm. what you initially say but okay so what if physical attraction didn't exist initially like all like what if all our chemistry was there but you found me hideous when you first met me physically hideous (laughs) physically hideous and I met you when I was 24 you were 22 but if you were physically and i was 24 i probably couldn't i'm just being honest no i wouldn't be able to yeah isn't that interesting too well that is interesting i just think a lot of that has to do with like evolution and you know we are mammals so um just choosing a mate you know um that's all just a natural thing and yeah if i if you're hideous to me um physically hideous <laughs> to me i wouldn't have uh, like i looked like a green bay packer i wouldn't no absolutely not a cheese head no i wouldn't have uh put any effort into getting to know you or absolutely not yeah and w- what a missed opportunity though because we have michael so much chemistry and it's possible that you even find me attractive only because of my personality at this point at this point exactly you're so beautiful as beautiful as that 22 year old even if i turn into a troll a troll yeah like what if what if i was a lot of hypotheticals this is another thing with wives (laughs) they're always coming up these hypothetical situations that never cross my mind because these hypothetical situations yes they could happen but it's like a one to one and a half percent chance that they will Mm -hmm. so i'm not wasting my time wondering you know what if it floods tonight? What's our escape route? Like when we're laying in bed or she asked me, you know, uh, if there's a fire, can everyone get out of the house? Yeah. What you know, are you going for first? What, what are you what, grabbing? Who are you grabbing? Exactly. I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not playing that out. That's not something I'm wasting time and energy on. It's very <laughs> unlikely that's going to happen. There are safety measures built into the house that will kick in and natural instinct should that's something what you happen. What well, if it doesn't? Exactly. Here we go. Yep. Um, I was I wrote this down as a note too because we're talking about like physical attraction what value do you place on it when you really like think about it and stuff like actually probably can't be that valuable to you especially if you're like willing to say like me like oh within two weeks if the chemistry is not there I don't care how attractive Tom Mm -hmm. Brady they are Mm -hmm. uh if their personality sucks I can't get past that and so like actually physical attraction probably doesn't matter when you think about it but it kind of does because like i said i can't you know go to for mating purposes dinner with elmo and like be like okay like i'll move past i love you elmo you know because you're a big red puppet or something okay um what about dating apps what if they existed Uh. without pictures you know, like you couldn't upload any pictures and you just had to like get to know someone on a dating app before meeting them in person well, I don't know, because that's, that's interesting because, yeah, we kind of met, because I know plenty of people now, and you do too, who met through a dating E-Harm, application. E-Harm, yeah. Yeah. Never, never even considered, never, never been on a dating app ever in my life. Uh, never looked at it. I blah, am. blah, blah. I'm on one You're right on right now. now. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> um, but obviously, a lot of my friends are. They became popular probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. And right. Um, now it's yeah, it's like the norm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it has been the norm for a while. Especially in COVID yeah, times. Which is very interesting. Um, yeah, no, we actually just met out. I think we've been over the story, but yeah, we just met out, which is kind of old school. I, yeah, I don't know that that's it taking place. It was like place. the last year you could meet somebody out. Oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, but dating apps, so what, if you couldn't see the person? 
Yeah, what if, like... Well, how does that even work? Don't people, like, kind of embellish the way they look? Or it's, like, an older picture from, like, three years ago, and now oh, they look different? Oh, absolutely. So that's You're... kind of already taking place to a certain extent. That the pictures don't even really yeah. exist. You know, you have to, like, yeah, meet them in person and be like, oh, you don't look like your picture. Darn it. Yeah, I would find that frustrating. Again, yeah. it's important how you look when I initially get to know you. Sorry. It wasn't as important. But, again, that only lasts for a certain amount of time. Anyways, so so let's move on. Let's well, move what's, on. Yeah. What what is important, right? It's called chemistry. Yeah. So your oil and I'm water. Doesn't mix. Never has. <laughs> never will. Yeah. So we have no chemistry. Is what I wanted to get out of that, and that's all. Well, we're it's interesting because <laughs> there's a lot of people who are just even married. It seems like there's not much chemistry there. I don't know if it was there initially. It wears off. It goes away. Mm-hmm. It, that I mean that happens, right? There's initial chemistry for sure when they meet and are together, but after marriage life wears on someone, I'll tell you what. There's so there's a relationship. I don't think before you have kids, and then there's a completely different me, relationship. Let me get to that after you have kids. Okay, so I joked about you know there's your oil, I'm water. Well, that's not chemistry, right? It's chemistry is a blend between two people, proper chemistry, if you will, right? It's yeah. a of those people blend together they have chemistry it works two part oxygen no no no. two part hydrogen one part oxygen gives you water the element of life that's what you're (laughs) that's what you're getting at right yeah so what Mm -hmm. are you h no 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 i'm the oxygen i'm the hydrogen yes okay fine well uh, and so what is chemistry to you then michael Oh, I just laid it out to you. There's one. Hydrogen and oxygen. It's the uh, table. What do they call it? It's the periodic table. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, like, if you have the proper elements and composition, you will have chemistry. Okay. I like yes. that. Yep. Well, part of chemistry, Michael. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, how would you, you know, okay, so you were talking about, like, well, do people initially have chemistry and then that kind of, like, tapers off? I would argue if there's some sort of like initial feel of chemistry and it does taper off that it's excitement at the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily chemistry. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yes, because if there is true chemistry, those elements are mixing together and that's not changing. The periodic table and those elements don't change. True. H2O is H2O. It hasn't changed to H4O, you know water isn't h4o no you wouldn't be able to consume that whatever that would be i know that's probably something too Mm -hmm. let's try it sometime h4o so michael with chemistry uh do you like have to work and keep things chemically bonded Mm -hmm. do you have to like keep up the spice well to a certain extent yes to keep it up you just just have to you do there is effort that needs to take place whether it's you have a weekly podcast with your wife um or, you know, date night. Um, I wrote down couples colonoscopy. Couples colonoscopy? <laughs> That's healthy. That sounds like a healthy bonding thing. Yes. Couples massage, couples colonoscopy. You know, if you're really, if you have chemistry, you would be able to do a couples colonoscopy together and not have a problem with it. Do you know be... anyone who's done that? Do I couples? know anyone that's in a couples colonoscopy? Not that comes to mind, but I... Maybe I do know it, but they have not shared that information with me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know that about someone. I think they were odd. So you're claiming effort. Like, you do have to be proactive? Um, well, you just have to, you know, listen, I guess. A lot of people don't listen to their spouse. I feel like especially the men, because the wife is tripping at them. And you know I have to say? What did you say? What the, were you saying? Well, exactly. Very funny. The wife's <laughs> always chirping at them, and eventually they just kind of shut it out or shut it down. Yeah. But they're, that's sort of them being lazy. And um, You used to be a lot better at um, keeping up the spice. Remember you used to like, bring me like cards and candy and well, stuff? Well, here's again. Again, there's a spice life, if you will, before kids. And then <laughs> after kids. I mean, I, th- I feel like some people which is not don't do this your relationship isn't quite where you want it to be well let's have a kid together that will bring it bring us together no don't do that slow your roll i should have given you the outline well it's been about 45 minutes in and i keep trying to talk about kids and you keep telling me to slow my roll so I know. is it time now no not yet. Oh, okay let's do it we're Wait. like 25 minutes in okay <laughs> <laughs> uh well i wrote down for like chemistry too 
where do you value like sense of humor for me i don't i mean what is that <laughs> truly sense of humor yeah that's that's Can all, you i'm all about that the other person laugh at you at you or with you at at about you behind your back <laughs> yeah all those different things are important they need to be laughing's good um but some people i feel like a lot of people don't have that which if you don't have a sense of humor then i just find you to be weird unfortunately <laughs> i'm sorry that you don't yeah it's like i don't get you if you don't have a sense of humor i guess if you don't have like my sense of humor i'm never truly myself around people who i feel like don't have like my sense of humor and it's not like that is bad but it's like i guess i don't have like full chemistry with them no, right no. where i'm like holding back i'm like oh lauren don't say that that could offend them well especially in these times and days we live in you know Right. You, you got to watch what you say. Obviously, in the workplace, you can't. But not on the book of Caleb. That's why I made this podcast, because it's a space where you can say what you're really thinking. Even well, though you still can't say everything. I know. You still can't. But we, we can push the envelope a little bit more. Well, okay. <laughs> Michael, here. Here's your opportunity. Oh, great. Michael, this is going to be tough to answer. Yeah. You're going to have to think on this one. Children, do kids make a relationship easier or harder? Well, let's see here. <laughs> children, children. We've got two of them, two sons. Love them to death. If we had to go back and do it all over again, we would still have the kids. <laughs> uh, I don't think everyone could, can say Both that. Both of them? And what happens with, like, I'm trying to figure out. So if only only children. Only If you're an only child, your parents had you. And that was just, I. here's the truth, like, wouldn't they want you to give you someone to play with? A uh, sibling, wouldn't that be good for your development? Doesn't always work out that way, well, to be not, fair. Well, if it's a physical, yeah, like they, they just can't, they cannot do it, but they tried. Or they chose not to try anymore because one was just too much for them to handle. Too much effort, too much energy. Um, didn't want to do it. Or maybe it hurt their relationship too much. The kids, you have to put so much effort and time into the kids, yes. The effort and time into your relationship obviously suffers big time and then obviously if you have two parents who are both involved in raising their kid like you and me they're both going to have their maybe different viewpoints on how to do it so it's it's good and we found this out to just try to almost always agree if you can um just try to try to agree have a game plan before you know you make make a tough decision uh in regards to your kids but you need to be on the same page if you got two parents on a or different page. pretend you are. Or at okay, least, at least pretend, yeah. Pretend you are on the same page in front of the child mm -hmm. until, like, behind closed doors you can find the solution together. An agreement, yeah, for sure. The agreement. That's how, like, we've played or practiced, right? Well, what did dad say? You know, like, is we still have, like, younger kids, but, like, as they grow up and they become smart at manipulating us, just as we did with our own parents, right? It's like my parents were always like well what did your dad say you know like they're on sure. you sure. so that neither parent well, well blah 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 said this you know like you're mm -hmm. you're as a kid is gonna, gonna try and like pit them against the other if they can and say well no dad said it's fine i'm like did he <laughs> you know probably yeah um, i probably did it, it's just more of that like make sure that you're both communicating the same message as a parent yeah gotta be consistent consistent yes and um Back, my original question was like, do kids make a relationship easier or oh, harder? Oh, well, duh. That's a rhetorical question, right? Correct. Of course they do. And you had highlighted the fact, like, if you're having maybe what you perceive to be troubles in your relationship prior to having children mm. and think that a child is going to make it better. First, get a dog. See how that works. <laughs> yeah. See if you can manage that. That would be, yeah, my advice is it's not going to make it better. Our relationship is better in ways that, like, I wasn't. Maybe you didn't realize seeking, or think about. Right? Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I need this, but it's like I got it from us having kids together. Like, I see how much you love our kids mm -hmm. and you're like a great dad to them. And so, like, I love you more for that. Mm -hmm. And But I wasn't like, I'm trying to love Michael more because I want to see him be a good dad. Like, I didn't know you were going to be a good dad. 
Like, I didn't know that. I assumed that. Well, because of how I cared for my Cocker Spaniel Buffy for 12 years. Ugh. I think the writing was on the wall. I was going to be right. a pretty hands-on yeah. father. It's OCD mm. and just strange relationship with this Cocker Spaniel animal. who loved ice cubes in her water and chopped up green apples for a snack. And always had an ear infection. Cocker Spaniel was always, always having an ear infection. And she had bad teeth, so the daily cleaning of the teeth and the ears needed to take place. And she had fleas, too. When we went to California, she got fleas in California. She never got them in Iowa. Never. She never got fleas in Iowa. I don't know what that is. And then we came back to Iowa and then I went back out to California and she got fleas again. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because of her scent, because of the bacteria in her ears and it attracted the fleas and fleas maybe are more rampant in that area. I mean, California for sure. I mean, you just put a little whatever flea guard on her back and they would die. Hmm. But that was expensive. At least it was for me at the time. Yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah, the kids is going to put a strain on the relationship, and that kind of leads to my next point. Sadly, divorce is a very common thing, but is it as common as we think? If you ask the average person, including myself, before I Googled this about 10 minutes before the show, how, what's the divorce rate in this country? What's the percentage you think of people that get, everyone always says 50-50. Yeah. I Googled this, the current divorce rate um, in the United States of America 39% is the figure I'm getting. Really? Yeah, which I found interesting and also good. Because I don't... I, I divorce, the less divorce, the better, if you ask me. Well, devil's the advocate or whatever, you know, to uh, divorce... How many marriages are there per year compared to, like, 30 years ago? Are less people getting married and then mm, therefore... Okay, okay, that could play a The role. ones who play the marriage card then a less percentage of them are getting divorced because, like, people just aren't getting married as much. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of, yeah, I kind of, so then it could bring it down a little bit. Yeah. Like, it, it ha divorce had its, like, peak. Like, people were still getting married out of, like, traditionalism in, like, the 90s, but then, mm -hmm. like, weren't afraid to get divorced either. No, no, yeah. Where now it's like maybe less people are like, oh, I don't even want to be married, but I'll be with that person forever. But they don't become a statistic if they break up, essentially. It's true. I think you might be right about that part of it, yeah. But the people who do get married, like, yeah, I'm going to get married. I'm not going to, like, get divorced. I don't know. I don't I, know. I only know a few of my friends. I'm Again, we're in our mid-30s. Um, I only know a couple that have been divorced. The majority, I would say about 75 to 80%, still all married. Now, again, we're in our mid-30s here. So mm -hmm. it's not like we've been... Married for long stretches of time. Yeah. And here's another question then to blow your mind, Mike. Okay. Um, what defines a successful relationship? A successful relationship? Yes. Well. Um, so like, for example, I guess what 30 years married. Somebody's 30 years married and then they get divorced. Was that a successful relationship? Yeah, you can't gauge it like that. Because there are people that have been married for their entire life, 70 years, that may have not been a successful relationship. Um, someone who got divorced after a couple of years, um, that clearly was not a successful relationship either. Huh. So it's tough to say. Um, yeah, you know, just some people, you know, should, should people get divorced if they are unhappy or should they stick to it and be unhappy but be married because i don't think that's the right answer either mm -hmm. isn't that interesting so that is interesting it gets dicey when there's kids involved um yeah divorce is never a positive thing for kids but there's plenty of kids that have been divorced and turn out just fine as long as both of the parents still love the kid you know give them everything they need yeah um then the kid should be fine um, but I think it would be preferred for the, if you ask the kid, do you want your parents to stay divorced or stay married or get divorced? They'll say stay married, obviously. Depends on the circumstance. But, yeah. Maybe their parents maybe it's unhealthy. are yelling Yeah, maybe it is an unhealthy thing. Fighting and, yeah, every better, night so, yeah. environment. So, so, yeah, just because someone's been married for a long time, you can't necessarily say it's successful. To answer it more succinctly, maybe successful relationship is both people um, are putting in you know the equal amount to get out this positive return I, they need you know these needs, needs to be a give and a take take a yang and a yang um when they're down the other person's picking them up and vice versa uh there needs to be giving from both and the other person needs to be willing to receive uh what the other person 
is giving them. <laughs> what am I talking about right now? I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. <laughs> and what, what we, we always, always finish, finish each, each other's, other's sentences. sentences. Very good. Whew. Michael, do you think a good <laughs> successful relationship means you can podcast with your partner? Podcast with them? Yes. Or be forced to show up every Wednesday night and speak to them with the mic. Is this thing on? Are we recording this? No, this is a um, rehearsal. You always trick me. She's always telling me it's rehearsal, and then she plays it back to me later that week. Uh-huh. Very good. Um, I think that's part of our healthy relationship, and I, I think this does. This is a nice positive thing we do. I guess yeah, I enjoy it. <sighs> because you like to listen to yourself every Friday morning at six a.m. No. I sometimes I don't listen to it. Right, put it, I'll put it on mute. So we've highlighted a lot of things here, Michael. Yeah, I don't know where From we're at right now. Physical attraction, chemistry, sense yeah. of humor, children, mm-hmm. what defines a successful relationship? Can you podcast with your partner? Does that mean that you're you know successful? Mm-hmm. Um, what is the most important thing in a relationship? Okay, well, I think it was Aretha Franklin who said it best. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. You've got to respect that person. Which, what does that mean, to respect them? Well, I would say, first of all, these wives or husbands who are infidel. Is that the word? Not faithful. (laughs) Basically, just they don't respect the other person. That's a lack of respect. Yeah. Right there. Um, But then also, just the way you talk to them on a daily basis... Um. Yeah, pretty much those two things. No, but yeah, you have to respect. So that's the most important thing is that you are respecting them. There has to, the respect has a love because you can still love someone but still not respect them, um, and that's where you know someone might cheat on their wife. Even though I still love her, <laughs> but I'm cheating on her. That's lack of respect. So that's why I think respect may be more important. Than everything. Really? Yeah, so my answer is respect. What's respect. yours? Respect. Um, hmm. I wrote down compromise. Okay. Like the most important thing is that you are compromising, which is different than like tolerating. Yeah. I think that you get people get confused on what compromise is versus tolerate. Like, especially in the very beginning of a relationship, like if I'm going to give any advice, relationship advice, solicited or not, my best advice is do not tolerate things in the beginning. Yeah, that's good. Because you can't like, uh, if you are having to tolerate things in the beginning, then like you don't have chemistry. No. Okay. And you're not compromising. Compromising is different. Like, okay, yes, I agree with you. Even though, like, maybe you started at a different spot, but, yeah. like, you were agreeing with that person and you're both, like, walking the path together. Together. Versus, yeah. like, okay, I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, right? Like, you're tolerating that person's decision or want, and it's not something that you would choose otherwise, but you're, like, telling yourself, like, oh, I'm mm. compromising. It's like, no, you're tolerating. Don't. Uh, choose right to tolerate things in the beginning it needs to feel like you are choosing that as well okay um and and the reason why is like you probably like talk yourself into like this toleration and like oh we'll get better with time um i think about like it absolutely not like especially like if you're like hoping or thinking that you want that person to change like oh they're just in a phase or oh they'll grow out of it they'll get more mature they'll come home after work on time like this is just a phase of their like bachelorhood or something i'm mm. kind of like making yeah you know that kind of like assumption about a person that like oh um, oh if we have kids they'll stop going out as much yeah boy that yeah. kind of thing or they'll stop drinking as much it's like yeah. no they won't and or it's very like unlikely like that person is who they are and Mm -hmm. if they want to like change like that will like happen on their own like organic terms on their own terms and once you can't change them 
and you do, the other thing is, is like, you should not want to change them. You're like, well, I love them. And I like, I want them to be this like better person. Okay. That's kind, but it's like, they need to have that want and desire to like be a better person or whatever this like image is that you want them to be. They need to like do that organically, not you like forcing them to, yeah. because they'll like, if they don't want to do it or they don't find happiness in that arena they're gonna have like animosity towards you sure and you it just never ends well like do not you should never want to like be the reason like that that person like quote-unquote changed mm-hmm. or you shouldn't want to try and manufacture that change yeah bad route to go to because it just like it doesn't work and i wouldn't like want to be pushed or pressured by you to do something that I didn't want to like naturally and inherently do. Exactly. Here's a, here's the thing, a thesis I have, or maybe a, not if it's a thesis or not. Um, but human beings, we kind of have this pattern, the traditional pattern of kind of meeting your future, whatever. I'm going to say mate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, partner, partner in your, mid maybe later 20s once you hit 30s early 30s and certainly mid 30s like just from a biological standpoint for a female um to have kids you know what if they're still single because they haven't settled for the someone or whatever um but hey i'm 30 now i'm 31 32 33 i'm dating this person if i do want to have kids i'm just gonna have to marry this person and have kids that's kind of a prick, and tolerate. prickly and tolerate, and that's kind of a prickly thing that I think I, I know would have to happen to some people for and, sure. And that's a just kind of a ugh, a flaw. But there's like if you really want to have kids, that's kind of how it how it happens. Then obviously that relationship doesn't really work out because she was just going with the person at the time due to her age settling. Yeah, so that's uh, hmm. that definitely happens too. That'd uh, be tough. Yeah, like it's just and- kind of luck. It's kind of luck how we met and. You know, we kind of have just been lucky. Like, yeah, met in our early twenties, get married, thirty, have a kid, and early thirty. Like, that's kind of like perfect, really. Oh, and many people think yeah. I settled. I've never heard anyone say that. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I'll give you a list. Ever heard of the term "outkicked their coverage"? Outkicked the coverage. Yeah. No. Well, it happens with guys who somehow ended up with a very attractive cool charismatic wife when then themselves are not you know the hottest thing on the block so they somehow outkicked their coverage it's a football term <sighs> it's more so like on punt when you punt the ball but if you kick it too far down there the coverage isn't there so the guy gets a running start it's not a good thing see michael <laughs> there is no coincidence well why baseball starts have, tomorrow too i have never heard outkick the coverage but you have well it's a term <laughs> I didn't explain it Did well. Did your friends maybe say, oh, Mike, no, you outkicked your coverage? Guys like to, I feel like guys like to say when they're talking about someone's wife, they're just they're pretty much just saying, hey, you have a hot wife and you're ugly. What the hell happened to yeah, you? Yeah, and I'm sure you've heard that a lot. You have a hot wife and you're ugly. What the hell happened to you? <laughs> I've heard all no, those but terms, say- but not in the same sentence and not, <laughs> not referred to me now. Yeah, but they say you've outkicked your coverage. That's because I was always a big kicker. Big leg. Big leg? They called big, you. They called me, me Big Leg. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, they did. So. They called you Mike Big Leg. They just said Big Leg. Go get me a turkey leg. Because I used to work at the state fair. There's no state fair this year. I don't even want to talk about it. I never used to work <laughs> don't at the bring state it fair. Up, then. You you love the turkey legs at the state oh, fair. Oh, they're so good. I thought that was the most one of the most overrated food items. I would not be a turkey leg. I'm almost guy. certain you can like go to the state fair and get the state fair food. What are you talking about? You can go to, they have like state fair nights on the state fairgrounds this month or maybe in August. State fair nights? <laughs> what? Is this a dream you had? No, that would be no. cool, but. No, Michael, I swear you can go and like they're going to have the state fair stands open for food. But minus the livestock and the smell of manure, the hint of manure you're smelling throughout because of the. Right. And so yeah. it's not going to taste as good because the manure and the livestock in the air it enhances gets, the mm, flavor of does. the corn dog and the turkey leg. It does to a degree. As well Absolutely. as the beer and being a little tipsy. Uh, tipsy, whipsy. Okay. Well, 
Okay, well, I hope there are state fair nights. That would be excellent. <laughs> state fair night. Every Friday night going from now until December. Um, yeah, so we'll see you there. Okay, I'll see you there. All right, so I don't know if we've helped anyone or hurt anyone's relationship. We never have. Okay. Um, no, I would think, you know, again, the best advice is don't be tolerating shit at the beginning. No, but, yeah, good um, advice. Because it won't get better with time. And you do not talk yourself into thinking, they'll grow out of it. But I, they but, won't. But what I'm saying is, if she's in her 30s, she's wanting to have a kid. So sometimes it's that's what happens. They end up having to tolerate yeah, it. Yeah. I, and I feel bad for that person. I would understand how you would get there, given, like, yeah, pressures and, like, other things in life that you want. Yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one, Mike, and a very good point. I don't know what the advice... So, like, what would your advice be? Oh, don't settle? I don't know, for the sake like, of... Like, I would say, the, actually, you need to maybe settle at that point in some way. The For the sake of your unborn children, if you want them to have two solid, you know parents whether it be two dads or two moms or mom and a dad um you know don't do it but then the other side of that is well then you might risk never finding that right partner and then never having kids <sighs> it's tough there's so many people out there that have kids that shouldn't um i'm sure there's plenty of people who want kids um, but just can't have them or they can't it's, it's tough yeah it's a you know there's nothing like guaranteed and so no, no. Um, that's one of those life questions you can't really answer yes or no or give a def- definitive answer to either way. Yeah. I think all in all, though, what you need to be looking for or value most in, like, you know, this relationship so that you can still find your wife annoying sure. and be fine with it. Yeah. Is this, like, shared values? Shared values. Yeah. That's key. I mean, they don't all have to be shared. Right. Um, but yes, the similar core values is it does make things work well and flow well in the household. Yes, and that is called chemistry. Chemistry. Sometimes you can have different values. Like we don't have all the same exact values. And I'll just let you. If I think your values are solid, then I just I just let you do it. I just agree with you. Like Drake is going to a Catholic school. You went to a Catholic school. I did not. At for I just think going to public school is just fine because I. Because I went to public school, but you said no, he's going to Catholic school. I said, okay, great, he's going to he's going to Catholic school. Yeah, which I'm even more happy about now. You brought this up the other day, and I was kind of like, well, whatever. But you're like, well, our Catholic school is definitely opening, which isn't the case with all the public schools, mm-hmm. right? So, and we definitely think kindergarten and all of elementary school you need, in our opinion, to go to school Monday through Friday. And yes, and we want that. We but, want that for yeah. the full experience, a virtual kindergarten virtual first grade that doesn't that doesn't sound like first grade to me or kindergarten to me nope and but i have the empathy for the public schools and whatever like decision that they make they don't want to pick the virtual option they want the kids in school it's just it's just a different ball game and they have to pick what's going to be most well, societal pressures here I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, we don't, we know where I stand. I, I think all the kids should be going to school. I don't know if I sound like Donald Trump or not. I definitely don't want to sound like Donald Trump. But the cases here, just look at the facts. I, I don't know. Kids aren't dying of the coronavirus. They're not the ones in the hospitals. I know there are some younger people, uh, maybe in their 20s or something, but it, it's not, it's not kids. I mean, there might be, a, you know, there's a story here and there, but there's a story here and there about every kid. Yeah. Coming down with whatever it is, getting in a car accident or whatever. So, but that's just my two cents. You said push the envelope. I think I definitely have with my stance on COVID. So, <laughs> right. And I, I do find it certain parts and aspects of it serious. I don't see the kids spread. And I don't see it being lethal um, by any means to kids. And I think think it's very important the majority yeah i think it's very important for kids to get to school and yes the like we've already said previous the lower socioeconomic kids the underprivileged kids they're the ones that are really going to suffer by not being able to go to school yeah and i i, I hope people are realizing that uh, you think that you're saving your kids from the from coronavirus from not seeing the school no you're wrong about that and you're hurting these kids who actually need school who don't have internet at home, who don't have, who are living in poverty, that school's an escape for them. And it's their only positive, maybe, aspect in their life right now. So sad, sad stuff if you're telling me 
we're not we're not having schools open. So here in Iowa, I think for the most part, you, they have the option, right, of doing virtual. But I, I think all the public schools are going to be open. Certainly the the private ones open are. to some degree, and that varies by district, and it's still complicated and fluid. But um, I I hear you and you know yes i'm like thankful that like our school like i've said it is at least trying to do full-time yeah with the understanding that that could all change because of you know some proclamation or like just things that they haven't foreseen yet could change and um yeah but i i still at the same time like understand the public schools districts decisions that they've made like they're deciding this because it's like the best of the options well, available to them it might be it might be available the best options available to them but not necessarily in my opinion the correct you know factual uh decisions if you will the, it, f- the facts that kids are dying or getting sick from coronavirus I, I i haven't seen them i have not seen them so yeah um it's challenging so you know don't any of the decisions that are being made though by like you know are still being made by like real people and um it's not like easy it's not easy I mean, and so... unfortunately i think everyone can agree to this now and if you're not you're kind of living under a rock or you're just kind of ignorant this has become a this has become politicized the coronavirus has become politicized by both sides uh and i think that's kind of shameful unfortunately um they're they're i don't know they're both trying to use it against each other it's a huge reason for who's going to get elected president is the, the, the pandemic is being used against each other that's just so stupid and pathetic to me oh but man mike what can we do what we can do is have chemistry chemistry stick to chemistry <laughs> which chemistry that's facts of life yeah we need some chemistry in between the two parties and the politics that'd be nice right yeah find uh that common values shared values well, who knows? They've always been bickering, so yeah, those two don't get along, anyways. <laughs> but that... we get along, and hopefully, everyone at home gets along as well. Yeah, as long as you're not too annoying. True. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, do you want to pimp yourself out? Tell people where they can find you on Instagram. On Instagram, you can find me at uh, Keto Mike. Um, I'm always doing my thing, eating raw meat, uh, especially liver. No, that's not real. But so you don't have an Instagram? Do you have a Facebook? Oh, I do eat raw liver. That part's real. Um, do I have Facebook? Nope, nope, I don't. No website. website. TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, nothing. All right, so thank you. We'll look for you. Um, and uh, with that being said. You said it. Stay safe. Okay. Stay healthy. Sure. And wash your hands. And wash your hands. <laughs>